0: Me your secrets, show me your nightmares, All cats are gray in the dark dear whether or not you dare. Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come in. I have a mouthful of smarties. I didn't even know you started it. Woo! <laughs> it is time that was kind of scary voice dun, 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 dun. Uh, today is a really messed up one mm. i'm so sorry it's funny the i, last I one, was just always try to pair up a more lighthearted one with a really fucked up one to try to <laughs> i
1: was also just thinking like it's so funny that i bet people are like why do i like like every other episode and it's because one episode we chit chat so much because we haven't talked, like, we never talk on the phone. It's only through Facebook Messenger. So one is, every week is one really chatty episode and the next one is like, let's get down to business. Yeah,
0: and Plus she's fixing to go eat so she's like, <laughs> hurry up and do this episode so I can eat. I need the food. Yeah. Go get some prime rib. I thought, I looked at the Harvey's menu like, I'm like, can I trick her into bringing me something? (laughs) But then I was like, it's way too expensive. I don't need to do that.
1: Yeah, the only reason we're going really is like, because I mean, granted, I spend money willy nilly all the time, right? But like, we have a gift card that was specifically for the five of us in the household to use. So it's like, (sighs) like, otherwise I'm real broken saving up for Europe. If that happens, and I'm saving anyway. up
0: to pay taxes. How exciting! <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of jealous there. um This week's episode, is, if you've ever heard of him, is about Carl Tanzler. And I don't want to say too much without giving away the whole plot. <laughs> but have you heard of Carl Tanzler? Nope. nope. Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, Carl Tanzler, or known as Count Carl von Kosel, was a German-born radiology technologist at the Marine Hospital Service in Key West, Florida. He developed an obsession for a young Cuban-American tuberculosis patient, Elena Helen Milagro de Hoyas, that carried on well after her death. Oh, no. (laughs) Bum-bum-bum! Right? Yeah. Tansler grew up in Imperial Germany, but at some point wound up in Australia just prior to the outbreak of World War One. Around 1920, following his return to Germany, Tansler married Doris Schaefer. Together they had two children, Aisha and Clarista, who died of diptheria. So Clarista I don't know why I read that out loud. I was just mentally reading along with you um tanzler immigrated to the u.s from germany in 1926 sailing from rotterdam to havana cuba from cuba he settled into zephyr hills florida i think that's how you say that it's all run together so i don't know um he his sister had already immigrated there and he was later joined by his wife and two daughters leaving his family behind in Hills in 1927, he took a job as a radiolo- radiology technician at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West under the name Carl von Kosel. During his childhood in Germany and later while traveling briefly in Genoa, Italy, Tanzler claimed to have been visited by visions of a dead ancestor, Countess Anna Constantia von Kossel, who revealed the face of his true love, an exotic, dark-haired woman, to him. Mm. More foreboding there. Now yeah. All right. On
1: April twenty second, nineteen thirty, while working at the Marine Hospital in Key Key West, Tansler met Maria Elena Helen Milagro de Hoyos, a local Cuba, Cuban American woman who had been brought to the hospital by her mother for an examination. Tansler immediately recognized her as the beautiful, dark haired woman that had been revealed to him in his earlier visions. Or by Cindy all accounts,
0: says. yeah. By all <laughs> accounts,
1: Hoyos was viewed as a local beauty. In Key West. Elena was the daughter of local cigar maker Francisco Pancho Hoyos and Aurora Milagro. She had two sisters, Florinda Nana Milagro Hoyos, who married Mario Medina and also succumbed to terbu- tuberculosis and Celia Milagro Hoyos um, Medina, Nana's husband was electrocuted trying to rescue a coworker who hit a power line with his crane at a construction site. There's a lot of things going on in this family. On February 18th 1926 Elena married Luis Mesa the son of Caridad and Isaac Mesa. Mesa left Elena shortly after she suffered a miscarriage of the couple's child and moved to Miami. Elena was legally married to Mesa at the time of her death. Elena was eventually diagnosed with tuberculosis a typically fatal disease at the time that eventually claimed the lives of almost all of her immediate family. Tansler, with his self-professed me- medical knowledge, attempted to treat and cure Elena with a va- variety of medicines, as well as X-ray and electrical equipment that were brought to the Hoyos' home. Tansler showered Elena with gifts of jewelry and clothing, and allegedly professed his love to her. But no evidence has surfaced to show that any of his affection was reciprocated by Elena. Yeah. So
0: just a creeper. Yep. And I just find it so weird that. He's married and it doesn't mention a word about his wife and kids at, at this point when he's yeah. when he's trying to pursue this woman who's sick yeah. and under his doctorly care or whatever you want to yeah. call it. Just basically
1: he moved to a different city to work, but or at least works in a different city and that's it's, that's all we know. Yeah.
0: Despite Tandler's best efforts, Elena died of tuberculosis at her parents' home in Key West on October 25th, 1931. Tansler paid for her funeral and, with the permission of her family, then commissioned the construction of an above-ground mausoleum in the Key West Cemetery, which he visited almost every night. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, no, it gets so much worse. Um... <laughs> One evening in April 1933, Tanzler crept through the cemetery where Elena was buried and removed her body from the ma- mausoleum, carting it through the cemetery after dark on a toy wagon. Oh, God. like a radio flyer. He's carrying her body yeah. home in a radio flyer um, and transporting it to his home. He reportedly said that Elena's spirit would come to him when he would sit by her grave and, ser- and sereno- serenade her corpse with a favorite Spanish song. He also said that she would often tell him to take her from the grave. So he's hearing her voice telling, mm. her, telling him to take her home or whatever. Yeah. Tanzler attached the corpse's bones together with piano wire and fitted the face with glass eyes. As the skin of the corpse decomposed, Tanzler replaced it with silk cloth soaked in wax and plaster repairs. As the hair fell out of Elena's decomposing scalp, he fashioned a wig from her hair, which he had previously obtained from her mother. Pansler filled the corpse, corpse's abdominal and chest cavity with rags to keep its form. He dressed her remains in stockings, jewelry, and gloves and kept the body in his bed. He also used copious amounts of perfume, disinfectants, and preserving agents to mask the odor and forestall the effects of the corpse's decomp. Well, wow, this is, brings noodle body to a whole new level. <laughs> I know, right? I, well, I don't know. I find this story just so this insane is like, that it, I, I just like what I find. That, I know that there's been necrophilia throughout time. However, just the level of how long he got away with this is insane to me. Like, yeah. Jesus, you know, um, yeah. all right, read on. Let's get just get it done. Let's roll it on.
1: Um, in October 1940, Alina's sister Florinda heard rumors of Tansler sleeping with the disinterred body of her sister and confronted Tansler at his home, where Alina's body was eventually discovered. He was also caught dancing with her corpse in front of an open window. Florinda notified the authorities, and Tansler was arrested and detained. Tansler was psychiatrically examined and found mentally competent to stand trial on the charge of wantonly and maliciously destroying a grave and removing a body without authorization. After a preliminary hearing on October 9th, 1940 at the Monroe County courthouse in Key West, Tansler was held to answer on the charge, but the case was eventually dropped and he was released as the statute of limitation for the crime had expired. So he basically had
0: you know, like, the body Tans- for so long. Yeah. And he also just only had to pay with the time he was waiting for the case. Yeah. That's it. Like I'm just like, really? That's all he got for that. Yeah. All right.
1: Shortly after the corpse's discovery by authorities, Alina's body was examined by physicians and pathologists and put on public display at the Dean Lopez Funeral Home, where it was viewed by as many as 6,800 people. Alina's body was eventually returned to the Key West Cemetery where the remains were buried in an unmarked grave in a secret location to prevent further tampering. The facts underlying the case in the preliminary hearing drew much interest from the media at the time, most notably from Key West Citizen and Miami Herald, and created a sensation among the public, both regionally and nationwide. The public mood was generally sympathetic to Tansler, whom many viewed as an eccentric romantic she was married. You were married. Nobody even knows if she liked you, dude. No, the sa- this is not eccentric romantic. Ugh. Yeah. This is one of your pet peeves, people <laughs> making, making excuses. excuses yes. Yeah. Um, um, though not reported contemporaneously, research, most notably by authors Harrison and Weisgood, has revealed evidence of Tansler's necrophilia with Alina's corpse. Two physicians, Dr. DePoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> it's spelled D E capital P O O Um, and Doctor Foraker, um, who attended the 1940 autopsy of Alina's remains, recalled in 1972 that a vaginal tube had been inserted into the vaginal area of the corpse that allowed for intercourse. Well, obviously, <laughs> others contend that since no evidence of necrophilia was presented at the 1940 preliminary hearing and because the physician's proof surfaced in 1972, over 30 years after the case had been dismissed, the necrophilia allegation is questionable. While no existing contemporary photographs of the autopsy or photographs taken at the public display show a tube, the necrophilia claim was repeated by the HBO autopsy program in 1992. Nine, I think that must have been. Oh come on. He kept her in the
0: No proof. Come on, he kept her in the motherfucking bed. He was dancing seen dancing with her. Come on now. In his little fantasy world, she was still alive to him because he was hearing her voice or claimed he was hearing her voice or whatever. So he's living out this fantasy life. You think he's not having sex with the corpse? That's stupid. Yeah. Like obviously to me that was going on. Yeah may not have been regularly or I, I don't know what the details of that are, but I'm going to assume that he was indeed having sex with the corpse. Um And I think it would be stupid to assume otherwise, really. Um, in 1944, Tansler moved to Pasco County, Florida, close to Zephyr Hills, where he wrote an autobiography that appeared in the pulp publication, Fantastic Adventures, in 1947. His home, Was near his wife, Doris, who apparently helped to support him in his later years. Who, why, why, knowing what happened, why would you support him? I'm just assuming she must have been, like, she must have been sticking around for some money because he was a doctor. You know, like, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, because I know I wouldn't take care of somebody. Yeah. Situation, like, like, why would you? I wouldn't
1: ever let them come upon my premises ever again.
0: That'd like, be, like, restraining out, order. Um, all kinds of things. And excuse my French, but I'd be like, get out of here, you nasty dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, get it, get it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, just no. Yeah.
1: Like, it, I can't even excuse... Th- so, even if Elena and Tansler like, really were, like, together forever, married, f- and totally in love, I couldn't even excuse this Behavior if they were actually together, much less this creepy edis. You know, <laughs> like obviously that makes it way worse, but
0: seriously, though. Seriously. He got his citizenship in 1950. Weird, right? Separated yeah. from his obsession, Tanzler used a death mask to create a life size effigy of Elena and lived with it until his death at age 75. On July 3rd, 1952, his body was discovered on the floor of his home three weeks after his death, so nobody came to check on him, apparently. He died under the name Carl Tansler. It had been recounted that Tansler was found in the arms of Elena's effigy upon discovery of his corpse, but his obituary reported that he died on the floor behind one of his organs. <laughs> the obituary recounted a metal cylinder on a shelf above a table and wrapped in silken cloth and robe was a waxen image. Uh, it's been written, most notably by Good, that Tanzler had the body switched so that he made this dummy of her and then swapped it out and had the real body again. Mm. Like, are you for. Real? So we don't know if that's true or not, but that's what is rum- supposed... Yeah, that's what is rumored to be real, is that he. Still had the... He went and got the... After the trial and everything that was dismissed, like, he just went and got her body again. Yeah. Which, for her family, has to be infuriating. I mean, it would be for me, I would... Yeah. Yeah. Like, can't y'all stop this motherfucker from doing this shit? Um. Anyway... The story of Tansler and Elena would re- be reproduced in pulp magazines in the years following his death with various parties adding details to the case. An article writ- written by Mitchell Felder in 1982 tells of how renovation workers found a note allegedly written by Tansler confessing to have kill- killed Elena by poisoning her. She died because I gave this to her mercifully. I mixed the root of wolfsbane. With aconite diluted, it was palatable and my loved one departed this miserable world on October 25th, 1931. So suffer no more, sweet Elena. I've sent you to the angels with my golden elixir. Perez also claimed that Chancellor had once told him that he would kill Elena if necessary to fulfill his destiny. The Poison Confession Letter article was also cited by historian David Sloan on the episode... Ooh, excuse me. Episode 44 of the Night America podcast. So I just like that the we don't know if that's true or not but if it is true jesus h so she didn't reciprocate his love he just poisoned her killed her and then was like mine now bitch yeah
1: yeah like, that so much it up. sounds
0: like that's honestly probably possible and then i put i, I included just the last few little factoids for mm-hmm. this. Um All right.
1: He purposefully only had one key made for the mausoleum for himself. Carl kept the body in a makeshift laboratory in an old airplane and did everything in his power to preserve it. Mm -hmm. During the trial, he confessed his plans of bringing Elena back to life. He had planned to launch Elena's body into the stratosphere, hoping that the
0: radiation present there would restore her back to life. Well, that's a new one yeah and i'm going to tell you these last few ones because i had some notes on it portions of the original memorial plaque that was commissioned by Tansler and affixed to her mausoleum have been reassembled and are on display at the martello gallery key west art and historical museum in key west where robert the doll is where we'll, the previous episode is i'm like man we gotta go to key west we're gonna yeah. have to take a just an google ex- key it's an ex- west
1: ex- directions <laughs> Just keep sure going south this, until like, you
0: hit the tip of Florida, and then and going. then
1: and then fly there. I think.
0: Um, I think yeah, there's yeah, like actually.
1: Yeah, it looks like there's a big bridge, but girl, but I no hate doing it.
0: <laughs> We yeah. can just take a boat. We'll just take a boat. Yeah, um, I'll just fly there. It's fine. So, I just thought that was fascinating because we had done the haunted doll episode and talked about Robert mm-hmm. the doll and he's there, and this the. Mausoleum thing, yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting. I'm like, now we have an excuse for a vacation to Key West. Yay, we'll do yeah. an episode there from the museum or something, um, except I don't know if I want to be in a museum with Robert the doll. actually come to think of it, <laughs> Remember, he's giving them people bad luck, yeah, uh and in twenty ten, an episode of the sci fi t v drama series Fringe, which Sabrina knows nothing about, entitled no. Marionette aired which is loosely based on the Tanflor story.
1: I've actually talked about this episode a lot to people <laughs> uh because it's crazy. Like uh basically what happens is a people that have this girl's organs. She was an organ donor. Mm-hmm. It's like a a really good ballerina. She she commits suicide. She was in like a depression group and like she made friends with a dude that got obsessed with her. And basically all the people that got her organs started getting murdered and their organs taken back. And um, so the guy basically stole her body and rebuilt her with her organs and turned her into a
0: ballerina marionette. That's insane. Yeah. But yeah, that's loosely based off of this. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. I just thought you would find that interesting because when I was doing the research, yeah. I was like, oh, Fringe episode. Got to- so my recommendation is freaking watch Fringe, guys. It's a good show. <laughs> I guess that'll be mine too. I still haven't finished it. <laughs> it like gets that.
1: a little crazy. Um I, It becomes more and more like a connected show, but like it, the first season or so is really like a case by case. Weird scientific fringe science events, and then it gets more and more like connected to like a bigger picture, yeah, um I yeah. think
0: I made it to like season three or four, I think there's I only think four that. seasons, yeah, so
1: maybe five, I should know that, but I just watched them over and over again, so I don't know,
0: yeah, anyway, so that wraps that up, and we're gonna do our list, and then we'll be done,
1: yay and then I can eat the foods,
0: yes, please eat some foods for me. Your Cuz I'm stuck at home broccoli bites. Oh, I want broccoli bites. Anyway, this week's list is superpowers and we're going to zoom through them cuz they really don't need explanation you really yeah. know. Everybody knows what superpowers are. Yeah. Well, if you could have a superpower, top 5. I guess I'll go first how you went last time. Number yeah. 5 shapeshifting. Oh, dang, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, number 5 super strength. Number four,
1: teleportation. Ah, oh, dang. That's another good one. Why didn't I remember that? It's like my favorite X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> um, damn. I regret all of my choices now. Um, number four for me is telepathy.
0: Cool. Number three, strength. Mm.
1: Number three for me, telekinesis.
0: Yeah. Number two for me, flight. Mm. Number two for me, invisibility number one for me invisibility <laughs> <laughs> number one for me flying <laughs> and then i have one honorable mention talking to animals
1: oh dang that's a good one too
0: the yeah. end or that's no, our no. fastest list ever let I know, me right <laughs> let me eat cake <laughs> later guys see you next time <laughs>